Welcome to The Grow Room Diaries, a podcast brought to you from growroom420.com. In The Grow Room Diaries, we interview growers from around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and join the community at growroom420.com. All right, what is up? It's Wednesday. It's another The Grow Room Diaries. And this week, we're joined by Duckweeds, a regular panelist of a Fumador and the Flavors, and I'm sure most of you have known him and seen him about in plenty of chats, but did you want to give yourself a little introduction and let people know where they can find you, dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, cheers, everyone. Um, thanks to GR420 for having me on. Um, so, yeah, you can basically find me at... Um, so it's a little bit of a tongue twister, but uh, nuts, N-U-T-S-I-N-G-U. T.S. Nuts and Guts 868 um, on Instagram. Uh, uh, my profile is uh, pretty private. So um, the only reason I have it like that is because uh, I want to know people that I add on a personal basis in terms of like, you know, yeah, I know this guy kind of thing. And not just add every Tom, Dick and Harry that passes through. Um, but yeah, and it's a pretty fucking cool community. So yeah, just hit me up a friend request once I realize your name and, um, you know, trying to sell me shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely add it because, I mean, yo, why try to sell me shit when we all grow shit? Dude, preach. Like, I didn't get them until recently, but as soon as I did, I was like, have you not looked at any of my pictures? Like, <laughs> why? why? Why are you offering me weeds? Like, are you saying mine is shit or something? Right. So, Getting all uh, defensive. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, you can find me there on Instagram. If, if not, I'm um, always on uh, Pomodoro and the Flavors, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And basically, in, <clears throat> in every chat around, every uh, uh, kind of cannabis, marijuana-related uh, stream there is, yeah? I'm like salt up in everything, I guess. You do get around the place, man. I have seen you in lots of chats, and anyone's I think, oh, I found a new one. It's like half the community is already hanging out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess um, like well, what how I really found everyone was uh, like quarantine and uh, being bored at home. And I'm like, hmm, what uh, what is there any uh, like these kind of grow grow related stuff? And then uh, actually, first one I found was a uh, future cannabis project. Um, and then, yeah, from there, basically, snowball into, like, um, embracing organics, fumidor, eagles, uh, yeah, and, and then it just kept going on and on, you guys, and, like, every, every time I, I go in a chat, uh, and the, uh, the live is about to end, I'll be like, so, yeah, where, where's the next, uh, where's the next, uh, <laughs> party at, and someone would say, oh, well, we're going to embracing organics, or we're going to whatever, you know, I'll be like, well, yeah, fuck, why not? That's it, mate. It is cool because it's, it's just everyone sort of crosses over, don't they? Everyone in the chat. So it's like, you know, where you go, you're sort of bumping into people that you spoke to before. So it's cool. It is a very cool community on YouTube. Something we weren't really aware of until we started doing the podcast because we've just sort of done the forum stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, very cool community, man. So, but thank you very much. As I said before, it's 23rd of December and you're sat with us. So uh, massive, massive thank you for that. And yeah, so I think we're going to just pick your brains and get to know Duckweed. So this one's all yours. So where did it all begin for you, mate? I mean, given where you are in the world, I mean, that is cool enough. Imagine the scenery and the outdoor stuff there is mental. 
yeah, yeah, it's uh definitely a, a bit crazy out here. Um, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, um, which I doubt there is anyone who doesn't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm a little island boy from out in the Caribbean here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're basically pretty close to the equator. So we uh, deal with a uh, sort of twelve twelve light and sun all year round. Um, it's good and it's bad if you ask me, but uh, yeah. Um, growing up, basically, my uh my grandfather. Uh, I grew up with my my grandparents, so um my grandfather did um he smoked quite a lot of marijuana. So did my uncle and a couple other um family members around me. So it wasn't like uh something totally. Like a, I never looked at it as, as like a drug per se, mm. um, because I mean I would see my well my grandfather in particular he was very particular about this stuff he wouldn't smoke around us or that kind of stuff but as we grew older you you would realize oh that, that smells like weed and you know they make uh, one and one and two with that yeah yeah so um so yeah and I guess being around it you know uh, sparked the whole curiosity uh stuff and um yeah one uh one day me and one of my cousins just decided yo let's try this shit <laughs> um well at that point it was uh everything was just like brickweed or uh, if it wasn't brickweed it was like our local homegrown lamb gorilla farm stuff which was a uh, pretty shitty at that point in time as well there was good stuff around though but i mean being that young and new into the game Take whatever you could get for ten bucks, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the first time we actually roll up a joint because uh, out here we don't uh we do something called a roll on, um, which I not much uh people are really familiar with. So it's like uh where you guys would probably like roll a joint or a split, um, we would we would then just roll that onto a cigarette. Remember, so you talk about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what happened is the reason for doing that, I guess, is that uh, when the when you smoke the whole the whole weed part of it, all that shit filters through the tobacco, and it basically gives the tobacco that sort of funky kind of weedy taste. And um, yeah, people tend to seem to like it a lot. Um, I I do it continuously. I think it's just like a um, a culture thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, the whole cigarettes not the same kind of vibe. So I myself are trying to stay towards just like joints. So um, I have a little bong here. Uh, but yeah, dabs and that kind of stuff haven't really uh, caught on on my ends just yet. Mm. Um, I think it's just because um, like I don't know. It's like I said, culture. People may look at a uh, at dabbing as like. They would look at that as like a drug pussy and not you know like flower is flower they that. Yeah, yeah yeah when you try to look at oils and all this kind of stuff they would they would probably say oh that's too much uh chemically whatever stuff you know um the older heads basically would most likely shun it <laughs> i can kind of understand that man there's um i don't know just the action itself it seems kind of I don't know what you'd associate with other things, so I, I can kind of see where they make the mental association. Right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, so yeah, and then um, that that's where it started basically. My cousin and I, and um, 
the first time we did it, like we smoked and I wasn't high at all. I was just like, what? Is this it? <laughs> um, was the hype about there? And um, I don't know why we didn't get it. Maybe it was just uh, uh, shit weed, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, the second time around, maybe like a week or so after we bought some again. And um, yeah, at that point in time, <laughs> we, we smoked and I got like really fucking high. Like I was smiling <laughs> air to air. My face was hitting. It was ridiculous. I guess uh, all of us know that uh, that first time kind of high experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like constantly laugh in your mind. Or, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, you, uh, yeah, we, we, me and my cousin, we smoked for like maybe a year or so. And then um, we decided just to stop. And uh, we stopped, both of us. Um, I stopped. He, he still doesn't anymore. And this was probably like about 20 years ago. <laughs> but uh, I stopped. I stopped for like five years. And um, yeah, then um, what did spark me to start spark me? Um, I don't know. I really can't remember. Maybe it was a rough patch I was going through. I remember definitely uh, mentioned it. But probably was a rough patch I was going through. And I was like, yo, fuck it. Um, I definitely probably need a smoke. And, uh, yeah, that first smoke brought back the, the whole uh, first time experience. And I was like, all the <laughs> and, um, for that For that little moment there, it was like, you know, it was a bit stress-free. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, and from then on, I, I basically I started back and uh, never really stopped. Um, what, what I did do was... I was a, I am still a pretty hard party. I love the party. Our, um, we Caribbean people love the party. So, um, yeah, I would, um, I was a pretty heavy drinker until um, one night uh, me and somebody were coming home from a party and uh, I was the driver and um, sat at the and I fell asleep on the wheel and um, got into a really bad accident. Mm. Um, thank God nobody was badly hurt. I, I was the driver. I came out with the most injuries. I got like uh, fucking 20 stitches on my head somewhere up there. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and that, that definitely was a fucking eye opener to me. And I was like, yo, I, I think I definitely uh, back off the alcohol and just stay on the old marijuana stuff. And yeah, um, I definitely, that was like about six years ago. So I stopped, I stopped the alcohol for like two years completely. And then um, now I just like do it socially, have a couple of beers. I get nowhere drunk or wasted like how I got back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and just now I just prefer to fucking, I prefer smoke a ounce of weed than drink a bottle of whiskey or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I just do it to like, you know, I'll socialize and have a beer with guys, you know, bruise and buds. Yeah, bruise and buds is basically the only time I really drink, and that's on a Saturday. I wouldn't even go to the bar by myself here and have a drink. <laughs> so yeah. obviously, the, the love of, of the of, of the weed itself got you into growing. So how long has that been going on? Well, well the growing aspect of it is... um. Okay, so my the first time I actually tried to sprout the seed or did it, didn't have to sprout the seed. It was um, mm-hmm. 
totally, totally illegal on my end. Um, so what I did was I saw this idea to the whole PC, the computer case grow. And um, I was like, damn, that, that seems pretty legitimate. I think I could do that and uh, probably hide that from my mom because I was to live with my mom and my parents at that point in time. So, um, so yeah, I got, uh, I, I literally took my PC and, and got the shit out of it, sold what I could have sold and, and um, converted that case into like a mini grow case. Mm. And um, yeah, it sprouted, uh, it sprouted a seed that I got into a bag seed basically. And um, yeah, I was doing some research like nutrient wise at that point in time, uh, the only thing that was around was basically um, like Fox Farm, uh, Tiger Bloom and, and Grow Big or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I was like, hmm, how could I order this without uh, my mother being uh, a little <laughs> suspicious of what's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because being out here, the whole uh, Amazon thing is we, uh, we, we have to like have a, what do you call a skybox, a US address where... Um, a local company would have a U.S. address, and we would use that address to ship stuff. And any company would now into cargo it down to us here in the Caribbean. Costs yeah. a lot more, though. But uh, so yeah, but um, yeah, I couldn't get the nutrients, so I was like, "Fuck!" Um, I still went ahead with the grow. Probably got like uh, three nodes inside that that PC uh, tower until um, it was just one CFL, probably like a seventy-five watt CFL inside there, <laughs> and um. I was like, damn, this, I need to put this outside. So um, I placed it on those uh, those split air conditioned units. Mm. I placed it on, on on top of that outside my window, and um, I actually forgot it there. And uh, obviously, my mother came in probably two days after or something, and she opened the window and she saw it. Um, I wasn't home at the point in time, <laughs> but she did she did call me though on my cell and she was like. What the f? I, my, I never heard my mother curse. She was like, "What the f is this?" And I'm like, "What? What is what?" <laughs> and she's like, um, "This thing you have here by the air conditioning." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, uh, well, at that point, I was like pretty shocked, and I honestly played dumb as fuck. Mm. And I was like, "Well, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is." And um, thank God, uh, she's a pretty cool. Well, she was a pretty cool lady. She's passed on now. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> she was just like, I don't care what it is. Just make sure by the time you get home, that is gone. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, um, I was like, damn. So I basically got rid of it because I really had nowhere to keep it. And it was totally illegal and mm. didn't want to risk all that kind of crazy stuff. So yeah, years, maybe 15, 20 years or more fast. Um, so actually tomorrow, the 24th, would be it would make it a year for us since we have decriminalized marijuana here on the right. island. Hey, congratulations! So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, um, time flies really fast. But um, so yeah, as soon as the the decriminalized decriminalization dropped, I was like, "Fuck, this is me." Um, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I didn't even think twice. I had fucking beans that that I kept from I don't know how long. Some sprouted, some didn't sprout whatever and um so how our law is set how, how it's set up basically is um we allowed four plants per adult per household so it's kind of nice because uh let's say i have four adults here i'm legally 
we are legally entitled to have uh, 16 plants on the property. Uh, it doesn't matter the, the size, the age, the the uh, cycle, veg, flower, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, the tricky part about it though is only 30 grams is illegal. Um, is legal. Legal limit is 30 grams. Whether it's whether it's on your personal, your private property, or in public. So it's a bit like it's just set up to fuck us up, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You're gonna get a bit more than that, you? right? But, like, yeah. Uh, I think uh, the people who who had a had a part to play in this in laying these initial rules, um, they were shit growers. <laughs> yeah, or they may have. Yeah, I honestly, I think they look at it as a. Uh, they may, they may have probably marijuana was like a fucking apple where you could pass and pick one today mm. and come back two days after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I mean, what? Like, how the fuck? Fifty grams, yo. Um, but like, it's just the beginning, and COVID screwed things over this year because this year they were they would have gotten further along the line of like establishing the whole uh, marijuana licensing committee and the whole the body for licensing. They're really wrong basically, but nothing happened this year. <clears throat> so um I guess as it stands it's a kinda wild, wild west situation. Um so yeah, you just gotta be fucking smart about all these stuff, you know? That's Girl. crazy. It's like as soon as you take it down you have to process it into an extract. So you know don't get done for white. Uh, well, and, and that's just it, right? Um, 30 grams of flour is the legal limit. I think the legal limit for like uh, extracts and oils are probably like five grams. So, <laughs> so it's about right, about 10%. So, so you got your bone yeah. short and curlies, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got to grow fucking stunted plants all the time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there are definitely ways they could get around it. You have a mother plant, you take three other clones, you know? Mm. And yeah, you grow them to suit. Um, you, know, you just grow your big plants and give away, give away stuff. When you have this, have a fucking harvest party, let everybody smoke. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> yeah. So w- before it was legal, w- how, how strict was it over there? Was you oh, at it was serious um, trouble if you got caught or? Uh, f- uh, it depends. So like, uh, for, for a first offender, you probably get like definitely a slap on your wrist. Oh, okay. Um, but but. Um, like first offender for like just say like a joint or or you know maybe uh you just hustling a small quantity probably at that point an ounce or two you, you get a hefty fine but uh definitely not jail time for first offenders um but uh anything over a kilogram is basically trafficking and you're basically fucked with that yeah yeah uh if you if you're caught even selling. 0.5 of a gram within a certain parameter of a school compound that's trafficking as well. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, you'd usually find guys would usually be driving around and they would light up their joints. But again, you got to be smart. You don't want to, there are certain places you could, you could drive around and light the joint up where you're probably not as likely to encounter a police patrol on the road. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, but if, like if they do, if police do catch you uh, driving and smoking, um, it depends. At that point, it would depend on the officer. It's all officer dependent because one officer would treat you really nice and be like, oh, whatever, probably make you just eat the joint or something until you go home. Um, 
uh, then other officers would get totally what the fuck you over. Um, so yeah, it all depends. But um, the general consensus is just uh, smoke where you want, but just always keep your eyes open, always keep your eyes peeled, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still best way, isn't it? So I said it goes legal over here. I'd still be very careful anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And still, even though it's decriminalized here, yeah, we can't. We're not allowed to even smoke in public either. Yeah. So the most the it, the, the whole legalize uh, decriminalization. All I really did for us was give us the opportunity to grow some plants and to legally carry some weed on us. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, you uh, think mm-hmm. that's, that's probably two quite big drains on on. Uh, say police funding is is if you're arresting someone like over here, this is why I think that they're downplaying it a lot now. Is is if you're arresting someone with you know an eight on them or a quarter or something, and you're going to give them a slap on the wrist, it still costs a lot of money for the old bill to do that or police to do that. If you're arresting someone for four plants, you get a slap on the wrist. Then again, you're going to it's costing the police you know, a couple of grand by the time it's all been done. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm getting a seventy pound fine, so it might be. The reason behind it is that you know not be going after the people that are not going to get in trouble anyway really which sort of makes sense doesn't it you know yeah not big time traffickers that were home growers we're just growing a bit of green so yeah man for sure so yeah um yeah you just gotta be wary sometimes we go to like uh parties uh we would call our parties fets f-e-t-e-s mm-hmm. um so yeah we're big on a we have a, a genre of music called soca, S O C A, soca. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there'll be a lot of parties and stuff, and yeah, people will be uh, smoking their stuff. But again, like, they're not always on to the, the guy that's smoking the one joint kind of thing. Um, most of them, at least, they, they want kilos and guns and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. It's pretty, um, it was, uh, it, uh, I don't know if, uh, if it's, 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 I guess it still had to be careful of how we do it. Yeah. Um, there was this one time in particular, actually, me and somebody was smoking just outside a bar. Um, and just as I, just as I took the, the pull off the joint and I handed it over to my buddy, we just saw fucking blue lights, police, police, nobody move, where's the fucking weed? So I'm just standing there now. I'm just blowing the smoke out, and my buddy's there with the fucking joint in his hand. Uh, he threw it in the drain. They came in. They, they looked at all of us. <laughs> they were like, "Where's the fucking weed? Where's the fucking weed? We could smell the weed. Where is it?" I looked at my buddy. My buddy looked at me. He looked at the police officer and was like, "Oh, look, the weed is there. I just threw it in the drain." I'm like, "You dumb." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So um, so at, at least they just arrested him alone and not all of us because I was yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, we basically got searched down and stuff. Uh, another buddy had some weed on him. He got arrested as well. Um, uh, yeah, at both police offenders, small quantity, they went to court uh, on the Monday morning because this was the weekend. Mm. And um, and yeah, as he had it, so you really don't want to get arrested on a Friday night. That's it, mate. Yeah. Right. No court for you until Monday morning. Mm. So yeah, they 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 actually did some community service, probably like a hundred hours each, and that was that was the end of that. But uh, my buddy though, at that at that point in time, he did work for national security, so he did lo- lose his job due to that, mm. which is pretty rough. But I mean, 
damn, bro. You need to be so dumb and show them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, really jobs involved, man. Yeah, yeah, right. That could have been anybody's own. And that's that's the whole that's the whole thing here. When um when police try to uh pull up on guys with weed or stuff, the guys would just throw it because I mean, how could you prove that that is mine? That wasn't even on me. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, some people I think either panic out or he might have just been really stoned. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's down there, Probably, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So you just mentioned obviously being on the equator. So twelve twelve is quite an interesting um, a light schedule to be on year round. So that would obviously mean you could grow year round outdoors. That we're talking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, that's definitely nice. Um, the only thing with that is, especially right now, just as as we're just decriminalized. Um, I have a couple of outdoor stuff and. There's a lot of a lot of unwanted pollination happening. Yeah, I remember bringing this up. We are. Yeah, before. it's ridiculous. But um, also, there's been a lot. There's a lot of gorilla grow type things out there, isn't there? And it's not a huge area. We say the, the islands there. It's not a massive area, and I'd imagine uh, with the right wind, a lot of damage can be done by one field or the one wrong plant um, in the wrong place for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and that's just the thing, right? Um, because we're on the twelve twelve, I guess. And uh, there's so many people just just plant and they plant people who don't even smoke plant in it because I guess they could. And um, yeah, um, I actually went around and saw one guy get this. This motherfucker has a nine and a half to ten foot plant in his yard. <laughs> they look at the plant, all you see is fucking sacks. Um, That's what I was going to say, man. I bet there's loads of people who chuck out males and I imagine 12, 12 straight away. They're putting sacks out like, you know, three weeks in and they're just growing taller, putting more and more sacks. Yeah. Sometimes like there's a couple of local Facebook groups and stuff. People would post pictures, eight foot plant, uh, five, six, seven foot plants. Hi, is this male or female? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... You'd be putting up like polyfiller to try and catch all the pollen before it catches your outdoor plants. Just a plastic right. screen on top. Right. And then uh, someone was mentioning to me, uh, like to try and be a little more upwind. But like, at what point do I become upwind? You know, because we get a, a northeasterly wind from where I am. So, like, the only point I'm I'm totally upwind is if I go to the to the um, east coastline and do it right there. Well, I'm pretty sure the breeze, the wind that is coming in is coming from the ocean and it's falling free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How far do you go to get away from the pollen? I hear you, man. Right. So, um, and yeah, I have a couple of stuff that I actually really wanted to pop outside. Um, uh, that I got some, um, what was it? Uh, some TKM10 cross with a platinum by these guys out there, the Eitel Foundation. Um, yeah, I wanted to, to grow those outside, but uh, kind of a different um, So yeah, you gotta you gotta be smart. Um, of of how you do it. Yeah. So what I would usually do is my um, my stepdad lives at a different location. He doesn't smoke, but hey, guess what? He's entitled to have four plants. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's a pretty cool rule that, I mean, as you say, 16. I mean, so we've had to, I think that where we are in the world, you've had to get used to growing larger plants 
and you know keep your numbers down. But I mean, that sort of rule means you can have a right old pheno hunt, can't you? And and yeah, smaller exactly. variety hunting strains. So that that's pretty cool, man. It's just that fifty gram thing. <laughs> but yeah, the over it's they class one on the the when they do like say if you get caught under the sentencing guidelines, it's forty grams per plant. But again, we know as growers, you know, that's not really realistic. And that counts whether you've got one plant or 20 in the same space, exactly. which is madness, you know, but it shows that it's just way out of touch with it. But, um, yeah, so it's a shame about the outdoor thing, because, I mean, it's, you know, I think a lot of people would like to go about it. But I remember saying to you, I think it's on maybe Pete's show, um, I mentioned about it, always, always in my head. I remember watching an episode of Strain Hunters. I'm not sure if it was the Caribbean one or if it was uh, the African one, but they're, they had that problem where they were trying to find lamb race genetics and people were bringing in seeds from you no know, breeders to obviously try and get certain traits, whatever, growing them outside. And it was pollinating everything that was local. So even the local lamb race strains were eventually sort of being bred out by the cross pollination. Yeah. Yeah. They, small um, areas. Those, they, they were actually here in one of those episodes, uh, yeah. hunters, but they didn't know, uh, definitely didn't find what they were looking for. And um, there were a couple of reasons to that. Basically, one when they came, we were in um, uh, sort of um, lockdown, state of emergency. Um, so, and at that point too, there were with the state of emergency, they they um, they came with they came with it under under the guise of oh they're looking for guns and ammunition, but the population was basically smarter than that. Um, yeah, so in tandem with that, I think maybe in the early 90s, late 80s, uh, the, um, there was this uh, joint operation with our bioprotective services uh, to basically, they call it uh, Operation Weed Eater. <clears throat> so yeah, the, we definitely lost most of, if not all of our land race genetics to that police thing, uh, police. Yeah, it's criminal. Um, I'm pretty sure there there are, but it, you have to look pretty deep, pretty deep to find it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, most of our landries went there, and um, a couple gorilla farmers that I spoke to within the recent year, uh, they just like what you said, they um they're bringing in stuff from like uh, Amsterdam or Europe or the US and crossing it to our local stuff, and um, they're not. They, they're not really doing any kind of selective crossing per se. Um, they just they would just cross. Okay, so they get a, a gelato, cross that gelato with our local um, bushweed, so to speak, and then they would um, they would just cross, leave one meal again or a few meals out of them to to cross back into the next the next crop, so that they they just want to get seeds to keep planting over and over. So um so yeah, by the time um by the time you get you get those stuff, it definitely has a lot of nice smell and some with taste, but uh there's still uh no work has basically gone into it, so there's all kind of crazy shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all different to we all different mixes. So yeah, man. It's uh, just it's a shame. It just I think it's everyone's dream to sort of live in a place like that to grow like that if you're a grower. But sometimes there's more to it um, with it. So 
there's the same plant numbers apply outdoor as indoor i'd imagine that's a given but i mean so you'd yeah, yeah. be allowed 16 in the back garden as opposed to 16 in, in a tent yeah yeah it doesn't matter um the plant count is the plant count no matter where you grow it whether you grow it outdoor indoor, you know uh, i don't know yeah it doesn't matter um as long as uh there there everyone there's enough plants to person Yeah, as, as things ease up a little bit, there we get the rolling on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a bit hard to get genetics out here as well. I mean, yeah. chip does get around, so thank God for that. Mm. But um, even 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 though um, when guys do have good genetics, the the prices are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So what's the is that? I think Martin said this, but the problem getting them over there. Genetics or yeah, in terms of uh, um, honestly, I would think um, people are just going about doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but a lot of people's stuff got taken. Um. What I did realize though is like, if it's like probably like one or two packs, or yeah. Even a couple packs, they won't really bother. But when they see like fucking 30, 40, 50 packs of it. 10, 15, 20 packs of that, they definitely take a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, so what I did too actually was um, I got some some beans from a girl, a girl I was talking to. And uh, what he did was he crossed our local stuff with a gelato. And um, I took some beans off of him. He, he told me um, some, of, some of the plants would come like really tall and finish in like six months. And then come like really short and finish in like two months so the guys out here they don't know like they don't have an idea how to flower or for the period they would, they would tell you the six months plant or the three months plant <laughs> so um so yeah when he told me that i was like okay well maybe maybe there's some sort of it was an auto flower gelato that he initially bred with because um our land is definitely there but three months land race for us <laughs> um so yeah i took some of i took Quite a bit of beans off of them, and um, I took a female, just a random female from one from one that I fucked, reversed that female, and took the pollen and crossed it with a strawberry cough auto flower. Can I just uh, play with the genetics a little bit? So, um, so basically, what I'm basically in it for is a little gassy, fruity something, but because being in, in this climate, um, our fucking Humidity is like 80 plus year round. So, like, um, at least for me, like, dense, dense buds is, is maybe a no go outdoors unless you're yeah, yeah. sitting up how you're doing it. Um, so, yeah. Um, that. It's like you say, it's just, it's just uh, the dense buds being a go. I mean, maybe looking at, I know you said it's hard to get them in, but stuff that's done, you know, that's. Obviously, you have a lot of stuff that's bred there, which is handy. But whenever I'm looking for something that I would want to do, not so much outdoor in this new in the building that I've been in, it's basically outdoor. So I try and find genetics. Well, I grew a lot of Dutch passion genetics because it was grown on a similar um, uh, latitude, is it? Or well, something sort of stupid there. But the stuff that was bred to sort of withstand the environment a bit better. Mm. Um, and that way, you know, but then I ended up going off on stuff that wasn't and got mold anyway. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, uh, we 
well, at least for me, I, I have a serious spider mite issue of those where um yeah um, so i kind of came to the conclusion that you know, i can't get rid of them totally but i could definitely try to keep them at a minimum um i guess it's because there's so much there's so much fucking vegetation around you know yeah it's not like a concrete jungle or anything so shit could come from anywhere i mean Right, right to the back of me, there's like an acre of land that's empty with mango trees and sometimes uh, a guy would bring a couple of cows to graze there. And, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely. That's why I said I uh, kind of scouting out down by my stepdad there. Um, I have some clones. I'll go and drop them off there and leave them to flower and see if they catch any pollen. <clears throat> so I'll know how to do my stuff. Because, I mean, it's a bit fucked up to think that uh, where I am, is we have basically almost a perfect climate to grow these stuff, and I'm forced to grow inside and spend a bunch of extra money on electricity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When I could just put a fucking seed in the ground outside, and that should be it, right? This is it. I mean, you, you, it would, you could do it all year round as well. So, like you say, what, six months, three to six? Well, the thing is, it's going to flower straight away. That's the other challenging bit, is obviously. Is outdoors, it's just going to flower straight away. But that's not necessarily a bad thing with the numbers you're allowed because you can turn around the variety pretty quick. Exactly, yeah. So it's just trying to stop the pollen. I mean, I don't know I don't know how you do that. I mean, with a, a, some sort of greenhouse set up, be... Yeah, I am. Um, I a filter saw, on it. I saw somebody, uh, Rasta Bob, uh, one time he came on Pumis. He had this little, uh, this sort of like this um, plastic dome I saw he had in his yard. So I was thinking maybe that might be a, a idea or some. I should look into something like that. You could, uh, in my head, maybe using like the fans and filters that we use, the carbon filters and the fans. Mm-hmm. You could have something sucking the air in, uh, as you know, a, a filter in the air going into it. Maybe might be something as in like a proper cold frame or greenhouse. I mean, that's going to reduce electric running costs. But then I don't know about humidity with that. If you move yeah. enough air, you're going to be, but you're 80% anyway. It's a problem. There's so many problems for growers, isn't it? Sometimes I wonder why we do it, but... Right, and, and that is, uh, that is why I always have the, uh, the market where people would prefer to buy weed than yep. to grow. Because it's so much more harder to fucking grow. And then yeah. they've been talking about... So the, let's just say three months seed to harvest best. And what? Probably another couple of months at curing before it actually fucking gets the, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I tell guys here. Uh, the guys here, they would have all these fucking great genetics for Dutch fashion, greenhouse, fucking whoever, whoever. And um, they would have this dry, dry in like a fucking couple of days. And then it would all be done within a month. I'm like, yo, you just basically robbed yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why would you buy all this good stuff and then smoke it out before it even reaches that uh, its prime point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's a good question, though, man. Like, what kind of uh, what kind of attributes are you looking for for prime point to harvest as a grower in your area? I Well, I definitely uh, look at... Uh, I would harvest by... Um, um but yeah um other than other than looking at trichomes and stuff um yeah that's basically it i would look at trichomes to have this 
after that, after harvest is uh is where will uh is where the tricky part comes in because if you just chop something and leave it here, that shit is gonna dry in a fucking day and a half. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the other problem, isn't it, with the, the temperatures, yeah. I suppose, and and also yeah. humidity. You know, do you not find the humidity? I mean, obviously, when if you grow is outdoors and if you're having to dry outdoors, I mean, eighty percent. I find that when I'm trying to dry in my outbuilding, which is often eighty to hundred percent, I can never get it down to the right percent anyway. I have to use like a dehumidifier or you know, yeah, put yeah. It indoors because it's, it's, it's sort of sat, even though it's you know what I mean, even though you're losing the, the bulk of the the wet weight, it still seems to sit at eight the, the uh, relative humidity of the environment it's in. So drying it too quick and not having the right humidity for that, but that's where indoor come indoor growing does come into its own because you can really fine tune the environment, but. Yeah, you have a lot more control over the environment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I would have to do in my drying. I'd usually have to turn on the AC in the guest room and go through the whole procedure to bring my tropical temperatures of 32C down to mm-hmm. fucking 24, 23C. Um, yeah, and I, but at those temperatures, I definitely, I could extend my dry into like 10, 12 days. Um, yeah. See, a nice long, slow dry is what everyone seems to be going for now. So, sorry yeah. to put you on the spot previously, man. It's only because recently we had a topic pop up on the forum, kind of mm-hmm. asking if maybe because a lot of us wait until 10 weeks, I'll say that from flipping mm-hmm. and look for a good majority of amber. But yeah. when you have to do a harvest around like eight, eight and a half, it seems like the turps just blow your mind. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a certain point where, where yeah, the tubes just fucking kick, kick up like crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, this, like, like you said, uh, so for example, the last run I did was some autoflowers. And um, one of them was LSD25 from Fastbud. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, Fastbud stuff is supposed to be pretty fast, right? Like, seed to have within like 60 days, kind of 70. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my passwords went for like 14, 14, 15 weeks from seed to harvest. Autoflower. <laughs> that sounds more correct, in my honest opinion, from what I've seen from passwords. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, then um, there's my buddy. So both of us bought two packs. Um, I just popped one seed from the pack. He popped all his his tree, and um, his tree from seed to harvest in fucking eight weeks like that. On, on, on the clock. Um, I just I guess like environment and all that has a lot to do with it. Um, because initially when I started mine off um, in my growth end, it's just in my living room, no air condition. Um, general average temperature is like 32, 33 C inside there. So um, most of the time I usually have the tent open when the lights are on and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think uh, definitely environment had something to do with it um but yeah again i just kept looking at the trichomes and if if i ain't seen like at least 15 percent amber trichomes damn you're gonna keep going <laughs> so uh, so yep that's fair man i know kino likes to harvest with at least a good majority of, a, a good amount of amber trichomes yeah yeah Oh, that shit fried, man. I want to be glued to the sofa and not move. So that's, I find that with the 
going a bit longer. But the autos, I don't I've ever seen an auto truly ready in under 12 weeks. I just, I mean, I know people say that they've had it, but I mean, the ones that I've done, I don't think I've ever had one that I would say I'm happy with until 12 weeks. Because it's still got a, you know, three or four weeks before they hit flower. And if you're talking like something they're saying it's ready in like nine weeks, is any plant realistically going to be done in, you know, six weeks of flower? That's the way to look at it. Because it takes three weeks to get going. Right. And but, then, and then uh, like, you're definitely going to be sacrificing something, right? Whether it's a uh, potency to get plants to finish that fast, even if... Um, yeah, definitely. I think it'll be sacrificing something, whether it be potency, vigor, or whatever. Um, you definitely lose something when you do like try to get plants to finish way faster than they should. Mm. It's the thing, I think outdoors as well, even with a tropical climate like yourself, when we're growing indoors, we are using intense lights in small areas, which will finish them faster, won't it? As well, you know, if we're mm. talking about light ripening the plant off. It's outdoor. I know over here, if I try to do an auto outside, I'm looking at about four months. So I might as well go photo period because the sun just ain't going to cook it right. But Well, funny that you mentioned that, though, because um, uh, I did a, in the last of the flower and one was a Ghost OG from Original Sensible. And um, I topped that at like the fourth or fifth floor. But I topped it in a way where I could have tried to clone it because I never clone out of flower. I know it's possible because it's just like cloning anything else. Um, the only thing is, it's not like you're going to keep it in bed. You're just going to root and carry on growing from where it left off, basically. Um, so yeah, I topped it, cloned it, and um, I left it outside um, purposely to see the difference with the outdoors and what I had in the tent. Yeah, yeah. The one I had outside finished off way, way far before the one inside. Like, oh, like mad. Probably like three weeks before the one inside. That's mad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that light intensity had something to do with that. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, then again, if you guys are in the UK or, or wherever, um, like our, I know like a lot of you guys out there is like more gloomy and sunny kind of days. Yeah, say good man. <laughs> so um, so yeah. maybe like yeah, our our days are like direct fucking UV. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's the thing I've always said. I mean, the, the best hash strains are produced on the equator, you know, in Morocco yeah. and places like that, because of UV. So you're right. I mean, the the, the, the uh, it's UV at the end of the day, and that's why people use finishing bulbs that try and ripen plants off at the end. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're right there. You just got, I remember doing, I've done a little, um, what was it? Sweet Dark Devil Auto um, in, out the door here and it ended up looking like lavender. It was purple. It actually looked like lavender, but it just never put on the weight. There was just not enough sun. We have such hit and miss summers here. You might have a really good summer, but I mean, you know, I would say most summers you lose, you'd have two weeks of just shit weather in the middle of what should be your peak season. So you're getting overcast, no direct sun. It's a bloody nightmare, man. Um, but yeah. All fun and games, as I say. That's why we grow. Right. Yeah, it's a, yeah, definitely some passion. There's mm. um, yeah, a song I would usually refer to. Uh, we do it for the love, not the likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love my guy. I always say, if I if I couldn't use the bud or I'd make oil out of it, if I couldn't do that, I'd still grow, man. It's fucking, yeah, yeah. it's just, I, I don't so. know. So, so what have you got at the moment then? The LSD 25, that was a purple one, that must have been. 
that uh, you had on your Instagram and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I just thought, yo, I haven't really, um, I've seen purple buds around, but I just wanted to grow a purple bud myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was hella fucking purple. <laughs> if you want to yeah, grow a purple bud, yeah. <laughs> it is, I haven't actually grown it. I've seen a lot of them grown, and they're, again, they're, they're consistently purple. It's real rare to find genetics that, like, even like the granddaddy purples and that, I mean, there's there's purple phenos or genos to it where, you know, mm-hmm. mum, most of the time you don't get a good one is i've said it a few times is sweet seeds to a red line and their red line is pure 100 red perps even some pinks in there but you're 100 yeah, uh, gonna get them red poison i think right yeah yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah yeah so but if, you, if people are looking for guaranteed purple genetics you jump to things like granddaddy purple or uh, grizzly kush but they're not 100 purple plants so but the lsd 25 like i said it, it seems to be and yeah. bit, your one was beautiful, man. There's um, there's definitely a green pheno within there as well too. Mm. Um, so, uh, what it seems to be though is, from what I've noticed, you usually would get the green pheno in, in at least one of a one of those beans in a tree bag. Yeah. Um, people say the green pheno is a is a lot more banging than the purple ones, but uh. It was very, it was very unique for me to see a purple bud like that, and for it to give off that is like a very strong grape soda. Like when you look at it, the set, the smell you think you would get from purple. Yeah, it's very like grape sodary, fucking diesel-y, mm. kind of, almost like um, like Kool Aid powder. <laughs> yeah, when you when, when you smoke it, it's like you feel like you're fucking eating Kool Aid powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. It's it's the mad different flavors now. I think you got to think. I mean, this has all been bred as well. I'm, I mean, I know it'd have been variants, but I don't think we had sherbets, gelatos, you know, that sort of thing in Lambre. So it's mad what's been thrown together. But I'm a big fuelly fan. I'm. I, well, I started a little sour diesel. So I've never done. When I was younger, the diesel was like probably my favorite, most unique smoke. And back then, it was there was wasn't a massive range like there is now. I started a little diesel water flower, and it bloody died. So. I don't know what happened to it. It just found it was all shoveled up in there. But um, I want to get on the on a fuelly strain. So yeah, but we are sport for choice these days as well. I'm going with that. It's, it's it's mental the stuff that we have available to us and the different flavors. And GMO said earlier when you like when you drop in uh, chopping uh, people chopping a lot earlier than say ten weeks, come down to eight weeks. It's more terps. It's saying that you knowing someone says something and it takes someone to say it a certain way for it to stick in your head. Pete said, when you're opening your tent, if you can smell the plants, it means it's burning off the terpenes. So that probably has something to do with us guys that like to run a bit longer. Is is By the time it's set, you know, when it's the, the final flower's set and it's bulked out, I mean, it's, it's not producing anything new and you're just burning it all off. So there might be something to that. Um, but I can't handle early weed, man. It's that trippy stuff in it. Paranoia weed, I call it. it messes you up. <laughs> I mean... Chop it like six to eight weeks and that, and you're like, you have a fraggle out. But hmm. yeah, I, um, I do notice too uh, sometimes, maybe it's like uh, like when the lights are off in my tent, sometimes I will get like a really stink kick from inside there at lights off. I guess maybe it's probably just plant genetic, probably one of those plants inside there. Hmm. Uh, or if not, like the ones I have outdoor, like just as the sun is about to rise, or those fuckers smell like one plant that smells like half of me. <laughs> mm, mm. 
It's probably something to do with the biology and what he's doing, preparing for the day or preparing to shut down. So maybe there's something to that when people harvest though to go dark or light, you know, if there is something to the of whatever oils or what, what it's producing or putting effort into. I mean, if you get it at the right time, you might lock that in there. Might be something to look at in the future when I'm uh, chopping. Because I've noticed that they smell different at different times. So if you can harvest it at that peak time, you know what I mean? Maybe you lock in the, the intense flavours of that. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is. Let's say, as I always say, people say, like, you know, like, um, oh, it's mad, like the plants you're doing or someone else is doing. But it's just experience. It's just the time spent doing something. Growing's pretty simple as far as, you know, the, the, the fundamentals of it. You, you just have to mess up. And I've had enough mess ups to, you know, to, 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 to know things when they're going wrong. And when you can spot something that's going wrong, prevention is better. And that's the other thing, what you said, once you've done something and messed up badly, you're talking like, you know, indoors, like three to four months minimum by the time it's harvested, dried, cured. And if you mess that up, you definitely don't make that mistake again. But sometimes it's good because you get complacent as well. You know, if you get a set in your style, I get complacent all the time. And then I, 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 when I was doing the last one, I knew I was doing a few bits wrong, but it was like, oh, that'd be all right. But I noticed it at the end. You know what I mean? I yeah. thought, nah, that would have done better here, would have done better there, but yeah. It's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with taking clones. I would always take clones off on my shit. And um, I, I lost like fucking 10 clones just to basically neglect, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know they need water. I, know they need water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have mom around, so I just took mm. fresh one. Yeah. But, this <laughs> is just like I say about when, like, when you're a stoner and when you're a grower, it's the the things that you sort of take for granted. Like when we, when you're like, when you're buying weed, like I don't know what it is over there, like ten pound for like a under a gram here. You know, you're picking every bit off the stalk. When you're harvesting and you're a home grower, you end up just like the bit, when you're getting towards the end, you're throwing like like twenty pound bags in in the trim bucket to go through the hash or whatever you're doing with it. You know, it's. It's the same with growing. Once you've got a mum and you're not buying the seeds, especially with cloning, I've got a cloner sat next to me and there's uh, 10 in there that should have come out of there five days. The roots are like eight inches long. They're going to start dying, but it's like, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's complacency with it, man. Right. But, yeah. I there do you love... are with clones that you don't need and I'm like waiting on roots, freaking five days overdue, six days overdue now. What the <laughs> That, that's grow life though isn't it swings that's and roundabouts right. dealing with nature there's no prediction yeah yeah I have, I have a, a mother there that yo she's like well, she's fucking hard to clean there's a jet fuel that I got from a bag and, um, I, that was one of the first seeds I grew this year and um, I took a clone from the, the seeded plant and um, I kept and now, well, I tried to take some clones off. I took like fucking 16 because I know she's pretty hard to use. And not one of those. <laughs> so, um, and she's basically dying off right now. Um, but yeah, I took some more yesterday. So I don't know how that will go. 
but um, yeah, definitely like that uh, jet fuel smoke. Mm. Um, then the other one I have is um, is something called Big Buddha's King Kong, which is good um, Big Buddha genetic. They're good, that's good Buddha. They, they 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 are good. Yeah, that's um widow crossed with gorilla glue crossed with uh Buddha's cheese. Yeah, that's a pretty nice, uh, very skunky kind of um cheese. Like that cheese chain is something you have to like acquire a taste for, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the- everyone. I think the Buddhist cheese is, was supposedly, I might be wrong here, supposedly come from the original UK cheese. I'm not put it up in yeah, front. So yeah, the story I read about it was that yeah, there, there, a couple of people had a couple of cuts of the UK cheese and Buddha, Big Buddha was one of those people that had that, a cut of it. And they, they crossed it, but not Widow, not White Widow, but Widow, which I think is the parent lineage for White Widow. Yeah. Um. And actually, it was a reverse widow with a um, girl of blue. And that shit is fucking icy as fuck. I'll bet, man. Yeah. So we're doing there, and the and the gorilla has got to be mental. Yeah. Um, was that the original? Would that be a black widow or not? I, I don't know. It just said a uh, widow. A uh, widow. I think the black widow was the original one. If I'm wrong, by Mister Nice. Or sense, I can't. There's so many, man, and a lot of people claim to have these originals, don't they? I think like, black and white was a divide of breeders, to be honest. Oh, okay. I think they both kind of worked on it, went their separate ways, and named it slightly different things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe Cross. Widow was like when they were together. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the the color. Uh, I say color. Black and white aren't colors, but I'm being pedantic. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll shut up again. No, it's probably widow. a good story there, man. I want to on to Google that now. It's probably yeah. a good little growing story Actually, there yeah. somewhere. I heard somebody talk about a backstory to those widows. I can't remember. You know, I'm, that's it. I'm, I'm in so much fucking places. I don't know where. I, sometimes I can't remember where I read stuff. <laughs> it's on this platform, that platform. It's just in a private chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do, you but, don't. You're on all of them, man. Yeah, You, yeah, you don't I mean, stop. Yeah, Sign into Eagle, them. man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just wanna, I just wanna fucking absorb all the knowledge I can. I mean, yeah, man. all these years to me, uh, I just look at it as lost, lost time for knowledge I could have been gaining. Yeah. You know, well, it's only because it's it's a lot more free and I can do it a lot more freely now that I like head first into it kind of stuff. Mm. Um. Yeah, basically this whole year I've just been filling my brain up with anything marijuana related. Mm. This is the thing, everyone's sharing their, their mess-ups, basically. That's what it is, as you said, this experience. And everyone gets to share that and learn from it. Like It's it's, it's mad, the stuff that I've learned. So I, I, I knew what podcasts, but I didn't know there was such a, a big community within these these cannabis-related podcasts until we started doing them. I mean, it was, it was, I was always a forum head. But it's mad. I sit here all the time now, just with like, whoever's on. As you say, there's always someone on now, unless it's early UK time, but then... Often Eagles still go in early UK time. Well, through me, it's like when I woke up and popped on there, man. It was like, woke up, you lot have been up for like eight hours. <laughs> going for it, man. But yeah, that's, like, that's like a full day's work right there. Yeah. Like, it yeah, ended man. up at 10 hours, that one. Yeah, but it's all good, right? I mean, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go that long if it was fucking shit, right? Yeah, exactly, mate. That is it. This is it. And there's, it's, there's definitely it's good information being thrown around and, 
yeah. All those, all those are uh, forums basically. It's always good information in general. Mm. A good laugh in chat, especially, or sometimes being in chat. Chat has nothing to do with what's going on with the, with the show itself. Mm. I know, it's a whole world by itself. So when you're talking, it's hard to keep up with tracks. On, it's busy, and you look in there, it's like, oh, we're not, we've been talking about that. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or when you fuck up, they call you out on it straight away. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't miss a beat. <laughs> 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 yeah, you would, yeah, you would think they're not listening, and then, yeah, you say something fucked up with this glance away, you'd be like, oh, no, it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's like, um, it's like just fucking, uh, you know, just going to a band, meeting up with friends and shit talking, basically. That's how it, it is for me when I hang out in chat or any one of these uh, panels um, like that, yeah? Because mm. like you said, it is the same faces everywhere you go, it's the same faces. So what's, what's going on at the moment then? I know you said you've got your mobile plants. Is, is there anything different or is there anything you'd want to do that you're not able to get your hands on? Is there strains that you is there, is there some particular strains out that you'd like to get your hands on? That's not an offer, even though it really sounded it in the tone that Kino put it in. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying is <laughs> in Is that good, right? <laughs> is my audio better now my chance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just it's cool, man. You're good. Oh, I had my mic tucked in the headset all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean make sure I'm not in top chat while I'm at it. I know the top chat does I still I have my rants on that top chat shit. Because you just you can't follow the conversation. You're sitting there. Sometimes it yeah. just blocks one person out. So it looks yeah, like yeah, someone's yeah. just talking to themselves. And you're like, what is it yeah, all about? I haven't, yeah, I haven't quite figured out, like, yeah, what is the purpose of Top Chat? Like, what is it showing? Which comments specifically is it showing? Yeah. Or is it not showing? There um, seems to be no algorithm to it, does there? It just randomly picks who it don't want right. to. Someone's always getting ignored. So I think number 13 to join. It's like, no, you're not getting none, none of your comments. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I have... Um, well, I have those those two moms, the um, King Kong and the Jet Fuel. I may lose the Jet Fuel mom. I don't mind. Um, I have that cross I spoke about earlier, which was a land race cross the gelato, and then I reversed the female and took that pollen and pollinated the auto flower strawberry cough. Um, well, the reason I decided to pollinate that uh, strawberry cough was because it was dotted. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I may as well. Um, it was like year short, so um, I only got like about twenty two or twenty three seeds off of that. Um, I popped three so far, and um, so initially what I did there in theory I should get back all those seeds should be female seeds. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So um, again, it's just twenty three seeds, so I'm definitely not gonna give out seeds to anybody. To, to grow for me. Um, so I popped tree, uh, took clones from the tree. Um, so how I would usually clone is I would take clones and then put them outside. I, because of where I am, I don't usually need humidity domes or anything like that. I can just rest them in a little shaded spot uh, most of the time in a rock wool cube. And um, within usually by the 12, 13 day, roots are popping out. And um, from that point on, they'll just go into flower instantly. Um, so I did that with the tree I had there. Um, my dog, he decided he wanted to have two. <laughs> <laughs> so so he basically topped them. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
he topped he topped them both and one he stripped all the leaves so I was like okay that's definitely not going to come back mm. uh the other one he, there were like a couple uh fan leaves on so I was like okay it'll definitely be able to bounce back mm. with that and um, it definitely did bounce back but it bounced back with sacks yeah. so, um so what uh yeah one time I was like okay so number two I'll be number two you're definitely out of the count because you hit him on a second fucking top in basically um I did a little bit of the stem rub um number one uh luckily puppy didn't get to, to that one and that one is flowering out right now and um it definitely has so what I'm looking for is a little bit of mostly gas with a little bit of fruit and bud structure not too dense but to keep a little sort of that airiness of our land race uh our land race buds uh it usually look like uh Everything is fox stealing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just how it looks. But I, I guess it's pretty, yeah. I orange is not like that. Airy. Mm. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. When you look at it, it's pretty airy, so you could see why with the high humidity and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Why it would go like that. Um. So yeah, it is a little compactness to it, but it definitely has that fingery fox stealing sort of look to it. Uh, the smell that I'm going after is definitely there, but I don't want to. Um, that one I'll definitely keep from these three, but I don't want to say that's the keeper out of the, the 22 seeds because, I mean, I still have a couple of more seeds to go through. Um, so uh, my predicament now is do I do I introduce a male into this or do I continue working with a female line by just, uh, like, say, I have those TKM, Platinum Pi, F2s. Do I take a female from in that uh, reverse it and put it into this line, or do I take a meal and introduce it? So, yeah, I'm at that predicament with that. Other than that, um, my buddy did a, a cross with some White Widow and AK 47s from uh, MSNL. Nice old school strings there, man. Yeah, I have a couple of those just sprouting up. Um, um, and yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, oh, nice by the sounds of it, yeah, 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 just uh, killing some time to to add some auto flower to pop again. Because what happened, uh, me, my girl is usually split half and half with me and a buddy because it's so costly to do stuff here. We go half and half, and we just I do all the growing and stuff, uh, but like when it comes to like equipment and nutrients and that kind of stuff, we would buy everything half and half and yeah. we'd split. We split the grow half and half as well. Um, even though it's, it's my place, it's it's my um, um, electricity and whatnot. Like, it's okay because, I mean, I don't mind, right? Mm. I, I, at the end of the day, I, I'm here to get experience and I'm getting yeah. experience. So, fuck, it doesn't matter to me right now. And some fucking dank weed. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. Um, and he likes his auto flower. So, um, we have uh, pineapple. Pineapple Express A plus, I think, from Barney's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have that and probably run another LSD twenty five. Uh, and then I have I have a couple of beans from like uh, some off breeders. I found like uh, EM seeds and unofficial guys that I just came across on like uh, Instagram. They 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 have a lot of their gear here. Um, guys brought it in, however, whatever. But um. But yeah, 
the amount of breeders on Instagram that do get their seeds about. That's what I love about it, man. There's always someone wanting someone to grow their seeds, you know, and there's so many small breeders that are doing it. It's, it's cool. This is why that debate was so interesting. You pulled me in on a thank you for that, but yeah, that the, the, the old debate thing was was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a yeah, nice thing. We need to definitely get back to that. Yeah, it's um yeah. So you got a nice selection going, man, which is good. As I say, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the numbers that you've got. See, even I would be scared to do like sixteen. Obviously, I'm, I'm completely. I'm not supposed to yeah, be yeah. doing it, but I mean that's why I think the UK growing style tends to be a little bit different from the US where we, we're trying to fill the space with fewer plants so it's more heavy training longer veg mm-hmm. but if I could just if I could happily run it like you know legally at them numbers I would be doing small plants and really pheno hunting out because I love my pheno hunts but you, you can't really do that again because the numbers is, is you know, or breeding or breeding again I want to play a breeding man I want to do just some silly crosses but it's just, yeah, that's why I said breeding is like the long game, right? Yeah, this is it. I'm going to have to do like 20 runs of a strain to really pheno hunt it out and then try and remember what I've done the first yeah. one when I'm on the 20th. So, yeah. Then, um, an interesting thing what I did notice though with that cross that I did is that um, I'm not having any spider mite issues on that clone that I have outside. So, okay. I don't know. Maybe it may have some some of that from the land race because I do realize the land race stuff don't really get attacked by uh, the mites. So the most you may get is some leaf miner, which is pretty normal around my around here. You should yeah. just pluck those leaves off, and that's the end of that. Um, it makes sense. It's evolved to obviously deal with what's there, so mm. that's quite mad actually. It's just simple. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, I I, I look in for like. Uh, that gas fruit whatever but hopefully it'll definitely bring across some of those like mold or pest resistant stuff across with it too um, I don't know if, if I'll be lucky out of those 23 seeds to find what the one that auto flowers if I do well I'm not really interested in breeding auto flowers either because uh, like the whole idea of losing the parents I don't really like <laughs> you know to think you get that yeah. one plant, you're in trouble, aren't you? You, you, you can't yeah. clone it, clone. Like you say, you're gonna continue where it left off. But that, that's always my fear of auto flowers because I like keeping something back of it special. But I've just started a load of auto flowers for the first time, and there's some real mad stuff. And if I get something I really like, that's it. I'm just gonna have yeah. to continue to run the seeds exactly. hoping I get it again. Yeah. But, and the more expensive uh, normally as well, auto flowers are yeah. by anyway. So but, yeah, like everything though, uh, auto flowers they have their place and time. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would like shun so to say the autoflower um, but yeah they definitely have their place and time I mean you could be vegging out some some shit while you have some autoflowers right next to them you know yeah, thing. I say I like to troll autoflowers like mm. I mean it's fun to pick on them that's that's the thing yeah, yeah yo I, I grew autoflowers and I, I post a little shit ton of autoflower too <laughs> beams <laughs> yeah 100% man I'm yeah, yeah. But, it's almost like, well, I'm even using them as a tool because I know I'm shit early on in veg and autoflowers are so unforgiving that I'm like, I don't really care what flower it produces as long as I learn to do early veg well from it. So yeah, I yeah. completely understand what you're saying. Like they have a time and place and sometimes it's not necessarily for bud production. Yeah. Well, that's my take. <laughs> Just give me a second. Take a phone call there. Yeah, yeah no, cool, man. cool, man. Just yeah. like big love to everybody in chat. We've had uh, 
Well, loads of the community busy, turn up this evening. Busy. Start using duckweed like a poster or something on the, on the shows. One seems to be turning up, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just been good. Is it the auto flowers? What was I saying about them there? They are unforgiving. And it, it, that, that's, that's the problem. We've done this whole chat. We've already done we basically had a go over hours for an hour and a half but I've noticed that like I've, I've been lazy like we're saying but I've been complacent is what I've done for these autos I've just started and I've just been throwing water at them now I know you know what I'm like with my early veg when I've, I often do my guides on calcium and magnesium in my early plants because I'm just throwing water at them because you've got quite heavy background there done that with them and I'm looking at them thinking well I ain't got long until that has to be um, they're going to be in flower so I need to sort that shit out man Sorry, duck brick, <laughs> duckweed brings all the boys to the yard. I just saw it in chat. I just fucking I couldn't help it. Like, it just, well done, thank you, noob bros. My live chat, I am. Mama bees turn up, but yeah, no, thanks everyone in chat. Also, we'll say it now. What duckweeds on his phone? Um, tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow we're attending Wire in the World UK time around eleven o'clock. We're going to do a quick pop-up show. And we're going to give away a light, an ISH 100 Type R, I believe. Might be a BR, I need to look, but it's one of them. And Christmas Day, we are going to do the same thing. Uh, no idea what time that will be. We're going to give away 30 seeds, um, 30 single packs of seeds. So there's a nice variety of strains there, uh, Christmas Day. So it's when we get time with families and everything else on Christmas Day. But it will be happening. So if you're listening, then look out for the notification of the live show tomorrow and Christmas Day. We're going to be giving the light tomorrow. Well, might try and do it one minute past 12 our time. So it's yeah, Christmas. I want to say that is about 6pm Eastern time. 6 Eastern. Yeah, it is. Five, six hours there behind, don't they? We get mixed up with British summertime and then GMT time. Yeah, I just wanted to give that shout because it seems like notifications might be slightly restricted due to how YouTube likes older content at the moment. Oh, okay. It seems so, like some people might be having difficulty or lacking receipt of notifications, but yeah. we'll try and make the information as available as possible. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pop on an Instagram and that. And uh, right. so the light tomorrow. Um, also from Operation Grow, PL uh, Grow Systems, we have got um, one of his minor units as well. Massive thank you for that. And to everyone from Operation Grow, um, always been in the chats and having us on at times. So we're giving one of them away. We're going to sort that out. That'll be over the Christmas period, maybe New Year's Day. We're trying to do these quick pop-up shows. We're aware that a lot of people are going to be stuck at home this Christmas. So that's why we're doing these daily uploads at the moment and um, trying to do giveaways and shit. And we've got W Digger saying it's Eagle Peeps turning up this evening. And shout out to Eagle Gardens for yeah, man. slugging out his marathon shows. He's creeped past freaking 270 now, which is just... That's mad. Yeah. And you think how long each yeah, guys, goes on? Sorry about that. No, no cool, man. cool, man. Welcome I'm back. Good. Yeah, yeah. That was Uncle Trip. Hopefully, I should get some. Um, uh, it's a. Uh, I think the name of this train is Ka- Kazima, but it's a. Uh, it's a uh, slurry cane cross with a uh, GMO man cross. Mate. So there's a Mac. That's the one that Spartan was doing, I think, with it, GMO, and then Slurricane as well. I haven't tried any of them, man, but I've seen them on Instagram. And yeah, you, you think half of that's Photoshop, but then you keep seeing the strain and realize it isn't. Yeah. How, how mental that strain is. But um, 
So it I'm makes me jealous. Them. Like you got to be much closer in area code to, I mean, countries. The UK takes a little while to catch up on this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, well, what happened is uh, I just I just link with a guy who has some connections, and he he doesn't really know much, so I can advise him on what to get and what not to get. So um, and then well, I'm here with these guys and you guys, so I'm like, well, yo, Slurry Kane, Mac, uh, and that uh, that other thing there, GMO, that fucking sounds like a ripping, and then obviously I threw it out to these guys and everybody George up, and I was like, well, fuck yeah, I get those. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, because because I, I definitely want to breed some stuff, so I definitely looking for those regular. Before I was all in the feminized hype, which is cool, you know, it's nice to have feminized to not have to worry about uh, males and that kind of stuff. But um, you, start, you start learning, you have to worry about Hermes instead, right? Exactly, yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, I don't know. Also, I um I did reverse that um that password LSE twenty five. I did reverse it and ha- I did happen to collect some pollen from it. Um, I tried to pollinate another Ligos OG that was a little further behind on the timeline, but I don't know. I just I harvested not so long ago, and it's all cure and stuff. So I say when I when I'm smoking, if I come across any seeds, but it, I didn't see any seeds, so I don't know if that those pollen what that pollen was even viable. But I I did get it to successfully reverse, which was cool for the first time. What was that, that plant that I see? I think it was on Pete's show on Operation Grow with the, the germinated a, a seed in the plant, wasn't it? Was it? That was me. That was my buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That um, was mental. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. That's just a perfect example of our fucking general outdoor environment. Yeah, yeah. That shit like that would happen off the back. Um, How did you uh, reverse? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I um, I did use uh. Is there's something on, on Amazon called Teresia's Mist, which is probably just a, a colloidal silver bottle in a, a different bottle. I've been looking for that stuff. It's hard to get here now, yeah. Um, but what I did uh, did know, uh, realize with that Teresia's Mist in particular is, now it could have been my the time frame that I did with the autoflow. I may have not gotten it in time to get enough pollen, but the pollen that I got from the sack, like I literally had to split the bananas open with a, um, like a tweezer and scrape the pollen out from inside there. Uh, when I did check the PPM on it, it was pretty low. It was like 15 or 20 or something. And I think that that, that may have been a why as well. I don't know. No, <clears throat> oh, that's but, fair, man. I've got some like stuff I made I think it's about 30 ppm, maybe 40, but I made it like two years ago. So I'm, I'm still like, well, I'm actually waiting on clones to do my first reverse now. So I'm kind of like yeah, making notes as you're going through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My buddy, I have my buddy using the colloidal silver, uh, 50 ppm colloidal silver, and <laughs> he's getting pollen for the whole fucking country. <laughs> he's the one to blame for your outside plant <laughs> no I wouldn't mind if, if that's the kind of pollen floating around because we're, we're reversing stuff and thing so if, if good genetics you know like 
yeah, I don't mind getting some unwanted granddaddy people pulling in my shit, you know. But mm. I know it's definitely not good stuff floating around. <laughs> and yeah, for but... it to pollinate my good stuff, it's like, oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. It's like sometimes you see really nice leaves, but the buds are like stunted and you're like man they're frosty ass leaves but i try and grow flower not leaves like right exactly <laughs> i completely understand when you see a really nice bud that it's like oh that's too plump too early i found the orange hair as well you mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then you have to be like super like you always have to know because being outside the sun would just burn those hairs up in no time as well so that's like a good nine- point man 90% of the time, the hairs will get burned because of the sun and not because of pollination or anything like that. That's something I never really considered, to be fair, man. That's cool. Yeah. I heard Frenchie mention that you get a lot more amber outside a lot earlier on, but again, I've got no first-hand experience and that, that it's probably something I heard like a year and a half ago that he said five years ago. Kind of thing. Yeah. That, that's just something I, I noticed personally because my stuff inside would stay white <laughs> through the hole until they're, they're done basically. Um, but the stuff outside, by the time they're in like the third or fourth week of flowering, three quarter of the stuff is uh, the pistols already burnt off amber. Kind of. But I mean, I guess that doesn't really stop the, the development. So. No, I mean, it, I noticed that using the, the far reds on them LED strips I've got. It's the white LED, the Samsung white strips, but there's far red on there. Deep red and far red, I think. And I noticed that that, that also happens. The two grows that I've used that long. That it's, um, I don't know if that's what, what, what's going on there, but definitely burns off them hairs, man. Quite worryingly so. <laughs> you start thinking saying, sir. Hey, knowing your newts, mm. that's you burning off them hairs. <laughs> fighting talk son well uh, boy keeps saying like certain people rocks and I'm like it's not a GR420 show unless rocks is mentioned I like, know yeah it's getting bad um have PGRs made it as far as the islands yeah um, like uh well yeah yeah I use advanced insurance um so, like, if you're talking in terms of, like, uh, big bird overdrive, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I use that. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, all those stuff. Yeah, Fox Farm, everybody, Emerald Harvest, uh, everybody's shit is here. Uh, it's just the price you pay for it, I guess. Mm, which kind of makes me want to, or made me, I'm slowly drifting across the organic. Uh, yeah. Just because it's a lot more accessible to me. Um, it's it's way easy for me to get anything organic. Uh, like the, the stuff I would hear, like you guys or the guys in the US talking about they have to source like whatever it may be, coconuts especially. Yo, there's a coconut tree every two centimeters. <laughs> like, <laughs> my neighbor, I get yeah. So um, it seems to be more worthwhile to go organic for me. But because I already have the synthetic stuff. And it's definitely capable of mixing with the organic. Um, I'll just use it as like that, you know, like they need an instant jolter. Like a little step, stepping stone. So you've still yeah, got a yeah. safety net. Yeah, yeah. So how I intend to use it is uh, like go like do the whole pre-amendment soil with whatever, whatever. And uh, like, you know, I wouldn't have to worry 
like maybe I guess in more more or less in flower, we just give them like some big pot or you know something like that. Mm. But I also have uh, Gaia Green four 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 and two eight four that I pre-amend in my soil. So, yeah, I always say synthetic is a good way to you know, to get through the the mistakes you're going to make because you can turn it around a bit faster. Um, but once you're in organics, obviously the soil is wrong and the soil is wrong if your mix or your amendments are wrong. But with with we, we haven't you got you, you can flush out in, in synthetic and yeah yeah all that. Sure. You know, it's a lot. It's, it's good. It's, I, I definitely I grew in soil for many years and I tell you what I was the shittest grower on the planet. And then I moved to cocoa and it made me look good, but I managed to learn because I was able to fix. Whereas in soil, when things went wrong, it was often too late to really turn it around, especially in flower. It takes a week for something to show, then a week to fix it. Then you've got to wait a week to see if it's going to stay fixed. That's three weeks of a 10 week yeah, period. Yeah. Yeah, in, no, in the synthetic, you can do that in three or four days. So that's why I'm still a cocoa grow. I'm going to go, I'm having a go at organic though. I'm going to have a go at organic. Everyone keeps going on about it, so I'm I'm not having no worms in there, but I'm going to play with the mud sooner we end up, man. I think Duckweed's given the best reason for going organic, though, and that's like accessibility for places that yeah, man, you definitely. can't get to a hydro store or yep. they're out in the sticks. So the hydro but it is store really is expensive. Yeah, man. Don't I, yeah. I? I'll save that on the back burner because I've got enough organic nutrients <laughs> to like. I, I don't know. I could grow a rainforest at this point. <laughs> it's yeah, cost me about hundred quid. That bedroom. It's, well, I'm trying, but it, even talking to Cam Cush in Alabama, it's a lot more accessible to get farming supplies yeah. than hydroponic supplies. So yeah. I have full respect to doing it for your own reasons. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, fuck, I have the advance because. Uh, Raylan Chul is one of my buddy. He does the distributing down here for them. So we just got it at a really ridiculously cheap price. So, mm. <laughs> um, and Not at the point, uh, yeah, yeah, at the point it was like, gee, shit. And I mean, I did a whole, a full grow. I pulled just over two ounces from one or two flower. Um, so yeah, that wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, um, I guess the whole, the whole idea is, you know, you have to keep going and purchasing, purchasing, purchasing these stuff. Um, and then, um, like, I kind of look for the simplest way, lazy, lazy man way, basically. Um, so, like, with, with organic, even if I just use Gaia Green, I just need to water with pH, stable water, like 6.5 or whatever, and not really do anything else. Whereas when I'm using Advance or whatever, I am... Um, I have to come there with a fucking two gallon or three gallon <laughs> container with like fucking four or five syringes, bottle, shake, open, four mLs, four mLs. Yeah, <laughs> the dirty pH, man. The pH yeah. you can never get to just sit where it needs to sit. Well, actually, um, the, this stuff from Advance I'm using, they have some pH proofing shit up oh, in there. Yeah. I've heard of this, yeah. Um, a lot of people say it don't work, but uh, what, they, what a lot of people don't do, know is that uh, you have to use them in a certain order for it to work properly. Yeah, so you have to use what, sorry? You have yeah. to use their, so like their base advanced, their base okay. nutrients. Yeah, you have to use it in a certain order. So like I use the tree part, one of the tree part base, micro grow blue. And um, like I saw a grow shop locally advertising, uh, using the, the grow micro and blue, use it in that order. And um, 
a, a guy, a buddy of mine, bought it and he was like, oh, it's it perfect, it doesn't fucking work, I don't know. I'm like, how are you using it? He's like, well, the grocery store said X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, try it, try it like this, which is how Advanced said to use it, which is, uh, which is micro, grow and bloom. And then like two hours later, he messaged me. He's like, holy shit, it fucking works. Yeah, I've never tried it. I'm not sure because like pH is like the, uh, oh, mate, I just want to destroy everything about 10 times a week because of pH. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I have one of those cheap, uh, uh, is it a uh, Vivo Sun, I think, pH pen. So, like, after every use, I have to fucking wash it in, like, almost arrow water. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> um, got the one have to be calibrated every week or some kind of shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I did my, like, the first couple of weeks I used the Advance, I checked it every time I used it, and it was... It was it, it it doesn't always stay like six point five, but it'll it'll vary it like six point five, six point six, uh, six point six point seven. It doesn't reach as high as seven, but it definitely this varies, which is cool. I find I don't stick to one, like six point five, six point five, six point five. I kind of vary it a little bit. Mm. It's good um, to have a bit of drift in there, isn't it? Yeah. So, then, are uh, you growing in soil or cocoa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or- so is it, is it peat based or cocoa based? It's peat, uh, peat, yeah, peat. It's um, um, Lambert. It's a Canadian brand that we get here. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I I've had my first like, uh, amended soil hiccup, should we say? And I've found peat can be a little less forgiving for becoming hydrophobic than cocoa core. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like you, you skip two two or three days and you come in that water just bonks or bonks off that thing. Like what? Well I've got a very similar mix and the only real major difference is like uh yeah I've got cocoa peat instead of like yeah a sphagnum peat moss. And yeah, yeah there's it's yeah, like you say, yeah, it bounces. Co- <laughs> yeah, with the um, with the peat moss, yeah, the sphagnum. Well, when that thing dries, it's like yeah, <laughs> you have to water and wait for like fifteen minutes before it basically absorbs back everything. And usually, you have to do like two waters when it gets to that point, like a first initial pass, and then fifteen twenty minutes later, like a proper how much ever. Oh yeah, uh, man. you know it. I, I can hear it in your voice that you've been there. So it's like, uh, yeah, 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 you gotta do that two stroke. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Especially how I um, how I have these stuff going uh, that I did. I definitely kind of stress them by jolting them out till they're fucking droopy as shit. I just want to see if they would hum, just to make sure that what I decide to keep is what I'm gonna keep. Because with numbers, as soon as you slip. You gotta go. <laughs> That's fair, man. Like, yeah. like you say, yeah. When you're playing that numbers game, if something's really not hitting your boxes, you're just, uh, all right. There's yeah. plenty more seeds in the in the cupboard or in the fridge. Right. And um, I definitely got to get my uh revenge game going though, because uh, I I would always take clones. It's a longer process and maybe easier to just grow something out and. Uh, Reveg it after if it's a keeper, but I think like you also stand the chance of totally losing it. 
been there, man. Yeah. Re- recently, yeah. you're, you're talking to my heart. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what I don't want to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just like um, Kino was saying, it's like, you know what you have to do? You just become a little bit complacent and you're like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> well, you were saying you're dealing with always the high humidity, so I'm sure you've taken a kind of doing a, a lollipop strip kind of yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. hard. That's always my... Like, all right, this is the chance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> take something now, even if it's got a reveg for a little while. That just means yeah, yeah. by the time I've tasted it, it's actually gonna be kind of <laughs> big enough to worry about. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing is you do, but it's, it's a laziness. Like I, I, I had a Mocum's tulip from Dutch Passion, and it it was just the one plant was just black, but everything was just the leaves were black. Everything was black. The pistols were like purpley black. Everything, and I, as soon as I see it, I was like, I'm gonna take a clone. It was like, no, I'll do it tomorrow and this went on for three weeks and i ended up taking the like the clone to re-veg it at like week eight and i lost it if i just taken it at like week four when i originally thought about taking it then it wouldn't have happened but that's that's the problem with complacency and laziness because we're all stoners man right yeah that's, yeah that is the problem when you take them so late it, even i've got the aero prop and i normally get 100 success rate it rooted but it was just so far gone bud formation it just wouldn't re-veg so it just sat there for like a month as a bud on a stick with roots, growing roots, but it just would not move. It was like, please move, man. Yeah. I would never, ever, ever forgive myself for losing that plant. That's why I don't like doing autos. <laughs> yeah, the thing I with them like auto cloners, though, it's like they'll get roots and then you're like, please grow out before you get mold. Grow out, grow out, grow out. <laughs> something, stretch out. You, you need to breathe. Yeah. Right. I even had, um, I see where, where, um, the the one clone that survived from my first cross outside, mm-hmm. I would usually move it around because I just have it in a small pot. So um, I'd usually move it to like uh, in front of my house <clears throat> where it would get a lot more of the, the satin sun because to me that's where it gets a lot more the red, red spectrum from the sun mm-hmm. when it's satin. So, um, yeah, and I forgot that shit there for like a week and it started to revenge basically, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oops. So I was like, okay, well, I, I just took it and I put it back to the flower and uh, it it started to flower. It revenge, so it, there's a main cooler and then there's like a, a little bit of stretch and then it start, just started to flower again. Mm. But um, it's good to see that it did all of that and it haven't him or anything of me as well. Yeah, yeah. Seeing that I decided to keep that out of the industry so far. That shows stableness. I was just thinking about you, 1212. I know that, and we've done the Growers' Choice interview, uh, Growers' Choice Netherlands. They do, as he said in there, they're doing a lot of their breeding in the Amazon, I think. So maybe that was what I was saying earlier about strains that are bred to be um, you know, local to you, to so your sort of environment. That might be somewhere to look for strains. They've got some mad stuff, I'll say that, but um that might be he says in the interview they, they, they're doing their their breeding and they're uh crossing there i think gmo isn't it yeah i'm pretty sure I'm, so, i think he said he was they were looking to cross with some of the land races like um duckweed saying yeah that, uh to get the the local vigor and local kind of resilience they kind of breed it into it and then potentially back cross again with either of the parents depending what they still looking for it just might be a good port of call for you to have a look for stuff that might be hardier for the environment there because i yeah, never knew sure. that you think he's a, it's a dutch 
breeder, you know, and then he come out with that. I was like, what? You're in the Amazon. <laughs> but yeah, that's what they do it. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something to uh, definitely take into consideration mm. because I see a lot of guys like all these are uh, imported genetics and uh, uh, people like uh, like certain, certain seed companies may start to get a bad rep out here on my ends because their genetics are totally failing. But they're mm. failing because they weren't really bred to fucking grow under these fucking conditions because these guys are trying to grow them outside yeah. and like 85 to 90 percent of them are, are going stunted or all kind of crazy shit is happening <laughs> and um, yeah. it's just yeah i guess it's just basically they wouldn't really bred for our climate per se you know yeah. um and, and what everybody's after on my ends uh the go-to strains are like those really cool like climate strains <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just as you say. It's what I was saying about I'm trying to find it on the right thing. I mean, a lot of the old world genetics, anyway, have bred have been bred in Europe or you know uh, the northern Europe, uh, and the outdoor genetics. I mean, a lot of them are grown in greenhouses with supplemental lighting, but they are realistically grown and been bred uh, there. Obviously, now the, the new world genetics are completely different. There's places, obviously, South America, North America, all over the place, but and Spain is obviously coming a long way now, which is a lot warmer than. Even um Europe, even but... like for any Caribbean, Jamaica, Jamaica has their version of the headband as well. So mm. like, and they, I mean, I've, I've seen that they're putting that on every Tom Dick and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and um, everyone knows about their lamb's bread. They're kind of sought after mm. one of those uh four or five vital strains, as they put it. <laughs> like legacy strains. Yeah, heirloom or whatever. You want to call them so yeah um it'd be uh it'd be nice to definitely go across there as soon as stuff open back up for us here mm. and um now that is a yeah it's a little more free i guess is it you say you've been locked down the minute when you know you're allowed to do it it's obviously restricted things but yeah i think big things to come over there especially with well the outdoor breeding projects will pollinate in each other but i'd imagine there'd be some mad stuff as soon as you get that legality like in the us Look, look what's yeah, happened yeah. what's come out of the US in the last five, ten years and what's continuing to it's mental because mm. they can put the time, the effort, and the money into it without worrying about losing it every five minutes. So and then I saw um we have this local artist, uh Malanasha, Ganja farmer guy. He and uh, I think he lives somewhere out in California or something now. Um he did some work with uh James Loud. And uh, they did some development, some genetic development for stuff, with, uh, for Caribbean specific stuff. Mm. Um, I think they were saying that they crossed some autos with photos uh, to bring a little faster flower in time to the photos, and and um, something that can basically withstand our our climate, our humidity, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, some and like. Uh, the type of person Marlon Asha is, he's definitely that kind of old school guy, so they probably definitely bring back some old school flavors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've always been a very old school, man. I was going to say, if you were going to go, like, outdoor as, as, like, your main focus, would you still veg indoors for a bit of time and then give them the yeah, 12, definitely. 12 outsides? Like, definitely, yeah. I definitely still uh, pop seeds indoor. And, um, but what I would do though is 
I would I would uh, have it set up in such a way where I could just like string string um maybe those a couple of CFLs over per plant just to extend the daylight period. So if the sun sets like now it's dark, I would have the lights come on from six p.m. to like about maybe ten or twelve midnight just for a couple extra hours so that they don't go into flower. You know they don't need yeah, light. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily need to be enough. For them to do any big set of photosynthesizing or anything like that, but it, as long as it's enough for them to be like, yo, it's still daytime and it's not night as yet. Yeah, it's been intense enough for them twelve hours. You just need to kind yeah. of defend it, even yeah. doing like almost two hours each side, like a little warm up and cool down for them. Yeah, yeah. So like, so how I keep how like right now how I would keep stuff outside in veggies. Uh, you know those are uh, dusted on lights. Those are. Uh, it's basically like CMH bulbs in them, and they have a sensor. So as soon as it gets dark, the light will come on. Basically, like street lights. Um, I have one of those uh, at the corner, uh, upstairs on my roof. So I just keep my two models right there. So as soon as yeah, the sun yeah. sets and it gets dark, that light's coming. <laughs> it's a CMH, but it's not. Um, it's more on the, the like, I would say like the sixty-five hundred K kind of spectrum. It's mm-hmm. not the. 5,000 k spectrum. So yeah, they just land there. By the time the sun comes up in the morning again, that light comes up. So they basically kind of get 24 hours yeah. light. Um, that's cool. That's a, that's a wicked idea. Because I suppose tip, if, it, if it rarely got cloudy enough, that sensor ticked off, the light will flick on still. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, in the UK, <laughs> that's the problem. It's just like to go outdoor, like I said earlier, you, you get two or three days in, in, in the peak of the summer that it's just overcast, but obviously we can't have lights in our back gardens here at the moment anyway. Yeah. Bit of a giveaway, but yeah. So yeah, that's, um, that's another thing. We're keeping in veggies is pretty easy. If I have to flower something out, that's where, where I am right now outside. I, I, I have to keep moving stuff from one location to the next. Because it's like a house. My neighbor is right there. Everybody has lights, outside lights, security lights. <laughs> so, oh, uh, shit. That's fair. Like, yeah. Other people's like, light pollution really makes a, a big difference. If yeah, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Even the street lights, like <laughs> a lot of people would, um, would wonder. Because like I try to help as much people out as I could locally, so uh, people would uh, wonder like, why? Oh, I have this plant fucking six, seven months now, and it hasn't started to flower yet. Um, is it getting any? Uh, do you have like a, a, a outside light somewhere around, or like a street light? Oh yeah, yeah, it's in my front yard. The street light is right there. Or, or here's what: just put it somewhere where you can get total darkness when the sun goes down, mm. and within a week time you. And they always they always message like yo yeah we're... <laughs> I've been sitting flower, here for man. like seven months. <laughs> Some serious roots on that's gonna be a big girl when it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah stretching seven eight foot, but yeah, that's the thing. It's just just knowing locally, you know, uh, the different things, and it's you able to the fact you're able to now talk about that there is yeah yeah really knowledge yeah. will be brilliant, man. Yeah. So yeah, um, but like a lot of guys are on to like. What they see, what's going on, what's the trend now in the US mm-hmm. and on face uh, on YouTube. So everybody's all into cocoa and who's not into Gaia Green is into uh, general hydroponics and advanced and um, all this crazy, crazy stuff, mm. <clears throat> which is cool. 
It's, it's nice to be different sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice not to be doing what everyone else is doing. So, but yeah, no, it's, 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 as I say, it's, it's amazing the world we live in and the information available. Before, the old school forums like ours were, the, were probably one of the only places that you could do that. Now, it's everyone could do it. And it, it's the local knowledge. It's like when it does go over here, which I'm sure it will at some point. Yeah, I'm going to be amazed at the things I'm hearing that people are doing two streets up that I'd never thought of for outdoor growing. Say, there's probably people that are growing really good outdoor plants, but having certain hacks like what you said, using the security lights or, but you know, hacks to do it in the UK climate that yeah, they're yeah. aware of, but they can't tell no one. So, yeah, I definitely um, there were these guys I looked at on YouTube. Um, I think it's UK field ninjas or something like that. Mm. Uh, some gorilla boys. And um, yeah, well, initially I looked at them to get to get ideas. Even though it's a, it's um, it's fully legal to have four plants. Um, I just wanted to see, like, because th- that's the the other thing here is you have to worry about people fucking stealing your shit. Which is, awesome, yeah, yeah, you know, like I've seen the footage circulating, uh, guys would jump jump over people's fences and come in their yard and steal fucking all their plants. Mm. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's always going to be a problem, isn't it? I worry more about that here than the police, and it's not legal here. Right. <laughs> right. Madness uh-huh. that people will do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, always our local stuff that we would have bought, like, um, that was one of the main, major reasons. The, uh, it would never get time to finish. Basically, they all have to take it early. Always have to take it early, yeah. either because police, uh, theft, or probably uh, rain weather. Mm. But like ninety-five percent of the time, it's between uh, police and theft. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's it's, it's still a cash crop to some people, isn't it? I mean, it's money there, and it's easy money, especially if someone else has done the work for for three months for you, and you can jump over a fence and run away with it. So right. It's madness because you do over here. You hear, man, they're using like uh, drones and that over it, but little uh, drones with heat uh, heat sensors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how they see, you know. And they'll watch when the when the lights go off for two days. They know you've harvested. They come in and kick your front door off. You know. Yeah, what I mean? actually, yeah, actually, Clever, watched man. Yeah, I did watch a little documentary on that on YouTube mm. about that same. That's just as you mentioned, they would use heat drones with like heat cameras, heat sensing cameras, kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's real cool though to like to like hear how people growers from all over the world uh, grow, whether it be gorilla grow, red red state kind of grow, you know, mm. or whatever. People always find a way to fucking get around. Um, yeah. I have this buddy um, from the little chat we hang out in. He's from fucking France and he does some pretty decent shit. Um, yeah. Mm. He kind of he kind of does it in like a sort of a, a sort of cave kind of cave that'd be mad. Yeah, it's kind of solar powered kind of situation. Mm. It's pretty it's pretty decent. It's pretty nice, you know, to see what people could do. Like I said, that's nuts. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's stoner ingenuity, though, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. Exactly right. Stoners have come and, up. Um, and like uh, like the the older the older guys, like uh, they those guys are really like. Um, the pioneers where you would have had to been your own fucking electrician, your own plumber, your own, you know, you got to learn to do everything on your own. Cause I mean, you can't go get an electrician to come in and grow 
uh, 40, 50 yeah. years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's man. That's, true, man. That's something I, uh, I'm kind of new to the foreign world and even to the growing world, really. And in the short time, I was like, shit, like, you have to have, well, you don't have to, don't get me wrong, you can put a plant in a pot, but if you want to keep it all in-house, like, you have to become an engineer, a freaking electrician, a plumber, like, uh, <laughs> let alone a horticulturalist, freaking microbiologist, right. all this shit. <laughs> exactly, um, I was telling those boys some time ago, I was like, yo, if I knew this is what it was, I, I would have fucking done biology in school, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're wasting years at none of us. Right? Be Fuck. That's why I love the feed systems and the, the run-to-waste systems and that, because that is stoner's brain power there or growers brain power because you, you had to, someone had to make like the, the, the Wilmers and the, the Rezo systems and, and the IWS system. That was someone's idea at one point because he was fed up with watering 10 plants on a daily basis and getting rid of the runoff. So because okay. people were growing in lofts and people were growing in places where you couldn't just have water all over the floor. Well, yeah. And it just shows, it shows, you know, the, 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 the brain power of the stoners, man, and the stoner community. Because the they, two fellas probably sat in a, in a shed, like I always say, banging these tubs together. And it's all the stuff that makes our life 10 times easier now. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, it should put us all in power. You know what I mean? I think we're sort of world out. But, is that tails in chat? So, did you pick up many tips from any like locals when shit started to kind of get legal did you have a chance to talk to anyone about you know i don't know local growing styles um well i did try to uh, to talk to a couple of girl girls but they even they it's just it's just a year so they are still a little bit private about their, their information and you know they haven't really uh felt comfortable i guess opening up just yet no, absolutely. Um, but I mean, fuck, I would go and I'd visit them and I'd buy some stuff off of them. And I would ask them like simple questions, you know, like uh, on, on the plant because I, I would just usually go to them just for seeds, basically. But um, yeah, and um, but again, those most of the time, those guys, they don't really have time to like sit and chat. And, you know, it's really hard to, to hold them in a conversation. And then um, you don't really want to stick around too long when you go in those areas. Um, so, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I definitely try to uh, to juice some information out to them. <laughs> um, I actually supposed to give them a call because I wanted to carry some of my some of the autoflower stuff that I did to just blow his mind away. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy to hear about an autoflower, man. Like yeah. most people say, they're I don't know at least less potent i won't i won't put any emphasis on how less potent but yeah i've heard they can be underwhelming hmm. yeah yeah i, I guess it's, a, it's all genetic dependent you know strain dependent yeah who does the breeding who, who i don't know and then i guess to um it, like if you take a tolerance break for like a month and you smoke an autoflower, you're gonna get fucked up. Yeah, course, <laughs> right? Valid, very valid. <laughs> it's come oh, so yeah. far now, though, man. I remember ten years ago when they were out before that, probably. But when people started, they were shit, and that's just being honest that they weren't. But obviously, they stabilized over the last 10, 15 years. And I see some mental autos, man. Autos yeah, they're definitely blow my brain. Yeah, yeah. that's it. They're definitely those those seed banks that you could go to that have those. 
it was pretty stable, fairly stable autoflower mm-hmm. genetic, um, like that A plus pineapple express. My body, is, it was just two seeds we got. My body has one, and um, I wish I could have showed you guys a picture, but yo, that fucking thing is almost filling out a fucking four by four in wow. a five gallon autoflower. <laughs> you won't fucking believe. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, I've seen some autos doing like seven, eight, nine ounces. I mean, I don't normally hit that in the photo period, you know what I mean? Per plant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're my, getting there. They're getting there. My, um, my buddy who grew the, the tree LSD 25, um, the total harvest he got into the tree were like fucking um, 200 and something grams from tree autos. Mm. Yeah, that's like almost mm. photo period fucking weight. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, what saying. the fuck? Uh, Fastbuds actually, yeah, Fastbuds actually reposted one of his uh pictures on Instagram. He had some one one of the bud on the the LSD. It, like I literally had to take my two hands and wrap it around like this. <laughs> Mad it's man, fucking crazy. LSD is quite sativa's plants. When you said fourteen weeks earlier, it went for so you don't expect yeah, yeah. It to be like that. You know, like big tonky buds. But yeah, yeah. Even the bud, like the on the one I had, the bud structure. The one I had was pretty reminiscent of our. Land race like that, uh, yeah. that um, um, Fox Daily, uh, very very distinct. Every every uh, Kilix is very distinct individually, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, so the Agent Orange, or the the clone that I do, is is very much like that. As you say, it looks like a big old bug, but you can see through it in places because yeah, well, yeah. it's brilliant for mold because you can have fan blowing through the thing. But yeah, that that that. Yeah, that's a strain that might do well outdoor over there. And that's a beast, man. That is a big, big plant. I mean, that's a monster of a plant. It's just one of the foreign favourites. I think a few people have had it or got it. And it's a very big, beautiful girl. But yeah, yeah. again, not too intense. So they're not too tight. So it doesn't end up weighing what it looks. You know what mm. I mean? You think you've got like... It's fluffy, like... Yeah. Yeah, I had some... Um, yeah, like our... our Landry stuff and thing. <laughs> you that thing would look like like an ounce and you drop that in the scale, it's like six grams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, yeah. But within all that, we still get those um uh black market stuff as well, which is pretty yeah, good, you know. Yeah. I get it. Mm. See, as much as like we're a foreign unit, personal growers, we're trying to get people to grow their own. But I mean, some I mean, some passion will go into some, um, you know, people that are on the black market doing things, and especially if it's a long term thing, and you're using if they're using in places like where you are, if it's their select strains and that, you know, I'm sure a lot of passion does go into it. But yeah, so I've always wanted to do a lamb race, but you, you just never know. You, you got to trust a breeder to give you a lamb race. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. It's not like I can go out and find one. There's nothing here, but I've got, <laughs> I've got to trust a breeder. Is that what you say? It is and I'm going to put all my time into it to end up finding out it's been mixed with something else, or you know, yeah, you might just go out and find one. But yeah, but it um, it's definitely crazy though that um, the kind of tubes that would come out when you when you take like outside genetics and cross it to a land race. Mm. It's it's some fucking crazy tubes like that. Uh, that one. I've been dealing with where I've been getting some seeds from um, with that gelato I've been getting some like crazy crazy like 
gassy, citrusy kind of fruity. Like it smells like pretty fucking uh uh like piney, like like sweet pine kind of. I'm like, what the fuck am I smelling? <laughs> Thing is, you introduce your new genetics into a, a pretty. Well, not narrow, but well, yeah, I suppose a narrow gene pool with a land race, isn't you? You're introducing something completely foreign into what's yeah. been there for a long time. So yeah, I imagine it would express some mental shit, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's, it, that's been two hours, mate. It's the 23rd, so I'm sure you have got things to do. As much as I'd love to sit here for a lot longer, I don't want to be <laughs> stealing your time because it's uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow. But um, right. we we like yeah. to leave some meat on the bone, so we got an excuse to come back to part yeah, two. Come back for more, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah, looking forward to this one, man. I really have. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a fucking fun chat, yeah. So, you know. yeah. And again, much appreciate you coming on the twenty third. I mean, we, we didn't have anyone down for that. I think me and GMO, GMO were just gonna. Talk can, random yeah, yeah. Tonight, I see. Right? I saw on your um, your little um. Yeah, sixteenth we had Dan. Guide, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. little guide. You just had like an open chat or random something. Yeah, was supposed to go. So, definitely... Yeah, it's all good, man. And I like, I um, I'm all down for like meeting new people, making new friends, uh, yeah, new cool. girls. Basically, I, I love like to hear how uh, how um, how people do it on like totally different continents, the other side yeah. of the fucking world. Um, yeah, and it's um, I'm all about the experience. Like growing up, I I always like I would do stuff to just experience it. Like, yeah. yo, I, I fucking I sell some drugs, some cocaine and shit. I just did it for the experience. I ran some drugs with some buddies, just for the experience, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. you always need to have your head on. And I always tell myself, yo, I, I just came here for the experience. And after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even I've been on both sides of the fucking law, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love new experiences and meeting new people. Yeah. It's nice, really fucking nice. That's what I saw about, man. And that's what we, the Grown Diaries always was because we just, UK, me and GMO, been able to talk to people from where we have done all over the world now on these ones. So it's cool, man. As I said, you're first person in the Caribbean, the accent and that, it's all like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Not greed on, man. But yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I talked to the, there's one, one, one guy that usually hangs around with us, Rasta Bob. Mm. Um, he definitely has a lot more knowledge than me when it comes to the whole marijuana stuff and thing. Yeah. So I usually chat with him a lot. I'll definitely trade out to him and trade out to you guys. I don't know. Yeah, cool, man. You you're always welcome if we're doing the Friday nights. And that. We always say that once you've picked been on, you can jump in there, whatever, mate. But we'll definitely try and do something again. We've got uh, hopefully a better year for everyone next year. But I have a feeling a lot of us are going to be in the same restrictions we are. So I think these podcasts will be as prevalent as I've been. So it'll be great to talk to you again. Um, so, yeah, but um, obviously you don't let everyone know where to find you again because I couldn't find you for weeks because you're not buckwheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Bond, um, man, what's going on? <laughs> right. Dark <laughs> wing. I like that. It is pretty much like undercover. Yeah. Right. Um, I just put it in chat. It's not nuts and guts, 868. Um, most of the names I'm seeing here popping up in chat, I, I already have, but... Uh, um, if you guys upload this to any podcast or stuff or anything yeah. like that, is it? nuts in guts, like yeah, N U T I S, N U T S I N, G U T S eight six eight, and eight six eight is just a reference to my uh, country's code. Yeah, 
So yeah, if you know. So nuts in guts. It's like the feeling when you see blue flashing lights, but you haven't done anything wrong. Exactly. Your nuts jump into your guts. <laughs> right, <laughs> right up inside there. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, you, know, you, know, you know when people say you get like uh, butterflies in your stomach? Uh-uh. Your nuts go in your guts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Holy man. Okay, now, thanks for the everyone in the chat for showing up. All those familiar names and, and feel, well, names. <laughs> Some some names I have faces too. Actually, most of those names I have faces too, um, if not all. And again, thanks to you guys for having me on. Um, yeah, thank you, mate. It was nice to uh, to be on. I guess how on the other side of the pond, you guys yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, sit over there yeah, side man. Of the pond, man. Yeah, yeah. We don't have pond, so I'll just say on the other side of the river or something. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stu said in chat what time tomorrow night. So tomorrow, Christmas Eve, we're going to jump on, try and get on around 11 p.m. But it's Christmas. Oh, shit, tomorrow. yeah. I was thinking there's fucking Groomstead yeah. as well. You got, are you it, Groomstead what? tomorrow? Yeah, I maybe. What I might do. Might, might tie that in if GMO does that. But they're doing the light giveaway tomorrow. Probably around 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. UK time, GMT, around 6 p.m. ES. Mm, I GMO. think Pete was, was doing something, had some of your stuff to give away as well. Oh, thanks oh, for doing stuff, do. by the way, yeah. Yeah, cool, man. It was, it was, stuff, yeah, man. He's, he's returned the favours. So thank you, guys. He's given us a minor unit to do. I think we're going to do that New Year's Day, I think. Nice, but, yeah, nice. man. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's nice, nice, it's nice that, that the community can fucking come together and do stuff for each other like that. It's, yeah, it's exactly, like community exactly. secret Santa. Right? <laughs> it is, man. It's freaking awesome. awesome. Everyone's been chatting bits about. But yeah, so we're not going to keep that way for long, but tomorrow is, if GMO does the Groom's Dead, then it'll probably go on after that. We don't want to clash with anyone. We'll have to speak to people as well. But 11 p.m. UK time, we're going to try and do a quick one hour, get a light giveaway, and then same Christmas day. We don't know what time when all the food's been eaten in that <laughs> But yeah, Duckweed, thank you very much, mate, GMO, as always. And chat, lovely jubbly. We shall see you about. Peace, hey. love, shanty. Cheers, guys.